This Advent season, let us offer up prayer. Let us offer up praise. Let us offer up thanksgiving. Let us not be silent. May our voices be heard. For we are loved. We are not alone. Here's how Dallas Willard described creation. He said this, It is a world that is inconceivably beautiful and good because of God, and because God is always in it. It is a world in which God is continually at play and over which he constantly rejoices until our thoughts of God have found every visible thing and event glorious with his presence, the word of Jesus has not yet fully seized us. In this last Christmas episode of the Compass Christmas podcast, Ro Boston is going to help us cultivate a sense of wonder this holiday season. Thanks for coming along with us. In the early days of television, there was a popular game show called To Tell the Truth. A panel of celebrities questioned three contestants about their achievements or their careers, trying to guess who was really telling the truth about themselves. Truth-telling can be difficult or easy. For me today, truth-telling is easy. Celebrating the Advent season was not a tradition in the church where I grew up. It was only after Bill and I married and we began on a, moving around on a regular basis that we experienced the celebration of Advent. Our children were young and we loved the chance to help them focus on the coming of the Christ child and the meaning of Christmas. We used the traditional wreath and candles and a daily devotion to keep us expectantly looking toward the Christmas celebration. As time progressed, we added Advent calendars, Jesse trees, and other handcrafted reminders of the season's celebration. I also began to collect Advent devotionals. I never found one that I didn't like. At the same time, I also began a collection of old hymnals. I have not counted them all, but I know there are quite a few in each category. Again, if I am truthful about my collection, I would have to say I would need a large wheeled suitcase to move it around. So each year, there is a slight dilemma when it comes time to choose a devotional for the current year's use. To be perfectly honest, I do have some favorites, and I find myself returning to them often. One of my favorites, Come Let Us Adore Him, written by Robert Morgan, who is a pastor and a teacher. And he writes in detail about the stories behind our most cherished Christmas hymns. In the preface, he writes about a group of Korean business leaders who visited his church. He asked them about the plight of Christians in North Korea, and he was told they had suffered greatly. There has been terrible persecution, and thousands have died for their faith. 
Despite the danger, many still worship in secrecy, and when they sing, it is done in silence. They open their mouths in unison, but no sound comes out. Later, he recounts what Ruth Bell Graham once said, and I quote, We should sing when we feel like it, for it is a shame to miss such an opportunity. We should sing when we don't feel like it, for it is dangerous to remain in such a condition. This has stayed with me. It is a reminder that when I have an opportunity to lift my voice in his praise, I should never weary. I love the old hymns as I believe they contain such encouragement for every situation. Sometimes I sing them in my prayers. In my heart, I believe the Father is pleased. Two weeks ago, Craig talked a little bit about wonder. For me, wonder represents a sense of awe. When we lived in Germany, we visited many of the great cathedrals in Cologne, Paris, Strasbourg, Heidelberg, and others. As I looked heavenward in those great edifices, I was always filled with wonder, trying to imagine how many voices had offered up prayers and praises during the past centuries. I would shut my eyes and I imagined the King of Heaven had inclined his ear and was pleased to see them all. I say all of this to tell you about my favorite Christmas hymn from Robert Morgan's devotional. It is one of our oldest hymns, but it was new to me when I, quote, discovered it some years ago. The hymn is Of the Father's Love Begotten. It was written in Spain by Aurelius Clemens Prudentius in the fourth century. After his conversion, he entered a monastery and devoted himself to worship and writing and he has been called the Prince of Early Christian Poets. This hymn was translated from the Latin into English in 1854. We sang it here at Compass for the first time about two years ago. Listen to these words. Of the Father's love begotten, ere the worlds began to be, he is the Alpha and Omega. He is the source, the ending He. Of the thing that are, that have been, and future years shall see evermore and evermore. At His words, the worlds were framed. He commanded it was done. Heaven and earth and depths of ocean in their threefold order one. All that grows beneath the shining of the moon and burning sun, evermore and evermore. O oh, ye heights of heaven adore him, angels host his praises sing. Powers, dominions bow before him and extol him our God and King. Let no tongue be silent, every voice in concert sing, evermore and evermore. 
Christ to thee with God the Father, and Holy, o Holy Ghost to thee, him enchant with thanksgiving, and unwearied praises be. Honor, glory, and dominion, and eternal victory, evermore and evermore. First John 4, 9 says, In this the love of God was manifested toward us, that God sent his only begotten Son into the world, that we might live through him. This Advent season, let us offer up prayer. Let us offer up praise. Let us offer up thanksgiving. Let us not be silent. May our voices be heard. For we are loved. We are not alone. He has come, and he will come again. Hallelujah, evermore and evermore. Well, we've come to the end of this Compass Christmas podcast. It's been really cool to be able to hear from different voices that we don't normally get to hear from. So thank you so much to everyone who is involved. I know it took a lot of time to create this content, and it's been great. My heart has been encouraged, and yeah, I've really been encouraged to slow down. And as Ro just encouraged us to do, to wonder at who God is and what he's done for us this Christmas. I don't know of any other way to close this out than to maybe we can close out with a couple of minutes of Bach. So uh, I think it was Carl Bart who once said, whether the angels play only Bach praising God, I'm not quite sure. But uh, Bach has been used through the ages to create wonder. And so we leave you with this. Thanks for coming along with us. Blessings and blessings.